bitch. I know you probably gonna dissect this every which way, but uh, I hope that while you looking, you see the real pain and the real struggle. Yeah. Ain't gonna tell me be quiet. Ain't gonna say I'm stirring up the pot. Ain't gonna say I'm too emotional. Yeah. Ain't gonna say I need to calm down. Usually I hold it in. I don't wanna mess the paper. I don't wanna be too aggressive. That can make you uncomfortable. But do you know what it feel like? Handcuffs scared for your life. Pray to God he ain't had a bad day. This could be your very last night. This is so exhausting. Lord knows we tired. They say wait for the facts. Like I can't believe my eyes. Wake me up from this nightmare. Tell me this ain't true. You black me and had rice. You black me and better image of God too. Is if we do, it's tell me. What up? What up? What is up? What is going on today? October nineteenth, twenty twenty. We still here. It's your boy Dadrian Coleman. And this is the Couch Potato Podcast, episode four. What's going on? Straight out of Houston, Texas. Born and raised. Man, we got so much to cover today. A lot of football. NFL, college, boxing. Even talk a little basketball. Shoot. Even talk about the, the World Series. Again, the Rays versus the Dodgers. A lot to cover today. So, we're just going to get right into it. So, quick question. How many of y'all have voted? Just go go right into it. How many of y'all have voted? I hope a good portion of y'all have went and early voted while there's still time. It's no time like the present. I went and voted Thursday. No, Wednesday. Went and voted Wednesday. Literally, no lines. I was in and out of there. I'll take that back. The long, the longest I waited was like 30 minutes. That's nothing. Went and voted, got done. I was in. I was once I got inside, voted. I was done in like 10, 15 minutes. It's really not a long process. I mean, I figured if we can wait in lines at the Breakfast Club and all these fancy restaurants, or to get these pair of Jordans or whatever the latest trend is. Clearly, we can wait in line to have our voice heard by going out and vote. So if you haven't done it, get out there and vote. Don't wait till November 3rd, because that's what most people do. And then you in these long lines, and then you don't want to wait because, oh, I got this to do, I got that to do. No, get out there and go vote today. Monday through Friday, 7 to 7. I think Saturday, I'm not sure if the time is Sunday, is from 12 to 7. And then there are some places, I believe, that are open 24 hours. So you really don't have an excuse. So if you work the graveyard shift, or even if you get off at 11, 12 o'clock at night, hey, find out where these polling places is open 24 hours and get out there and vote. Understand you may be tired, but do you want to deal with what's been happening these past four years? and Or do you want to make that change? Because it's time. All right. Man, week six of the NFL, and we still got two more games. Actually, one of the games is on right now, the Chiefs and Bills. I'll give you an update here and there. Right now it's 0-0 with about nine minutes to go in the game. We'll touch on that. So let's talk about these Texans against the Titans. Listen, I actually thought the Texans were going to win. 
literally thought they were going to win. However, Romeo Cornell pulled a Billy O. And I'm not an analytics guy. I believe in the logical way, especially in football. Can't even do it in basketball with analytics. I mean, the Oakland A's tried to do it in baseball, with hence the movie Moneyball, and they still lost because analytics don't win championships. So, Texans were up. 30 to 29, score a touchdown, and decide to go for two. Now, this goes with anything. Cause in because it's a uh, in football, I believe it's who misses their assignment wins the game. And that's on offense or defense. If you miss an assignment, someone's open. If you miss an assignment, you line to get the ball picked off. Just how it goes in football. So, Romeo Cornell decided to have the Texans go for two immediately without hesitation. He was like, let's go for two because we get it. We'll be up by nine and they'll need two scores. But if they get the extra point, they're still up by eight. And, you know, take your chances. I mean, the Texans defense was not the greatest last night, yesterday for that matter. Haven't been great all year. So make them go for two at least. Y'all could try to make a stop. Nope, we're going to go for two. Because then if we don't get it, we're still up by seven. Mm. I still would have took my chances with the extra point. But I guess that's why I'm here and they're coaching. So I didn't realize till this morning that when the Titans scored and it came to the coin toss, when the Texans lost the coin toss, why nobody told me that Deshaun Watson's reaction told the story? It told the entire story. Like, his, his demeanor was like, we're about to be one in five. Because, to be honest, I said, and I even text my homeboy, I was like, mm, Texas didn't get the two, so, yep, they're going to lose this game. Even though they were up with less, with less than two minutes in the game, I was like, yep, the Texans defense is going to let them down. I mean, clearly, they let them down because how you can't catch somebody who's 6'3", 240, runs a 4'5", probably, and Derrick Henry, let them run 94 yards. Barely breathed on them. And he was practicing social distancing for 94 yards. You can't get close to touching him. His, the closest person that got to him was his teammate. Come on now. Y'all got to do better. Got to do better. In other games, we see that the Broncos versus the Patriots. Cam Newton's first game back wasn't a good one. Um, should we give credit to the Broncos defense? Maybe only because they've seen Cam Newton before when he was with the Panthers in the Super Bowl. But that was one of those ugly games. If you love baseball, it was a high-scoring game. But that game was an ugly game. Then the Browns and the Steelers. Somebody find Kareem Hunt. Because 
he was saying that how they needed to win this game for Miles Garrett, and they didn't even show up. Of course, we could put the blame on Baker Mayfield, just throwing interceptions left and right, but, hey, he was the number one pick, so we expect him to do great things and just hasn't panned out. It is what it is. Still a score, 38 points. Defense was phenomenal. Um, I hope Devin Bush is okay. He tore his ACL. But nonetheless, the Steelers manhandled, imposed their will on the Browns by the final score of 38 to 7. All you need to know is Baker Mayfield didn't get the ball to where it needed to be. There were some catches made, two of them by the Steelers. Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick ran a pick six back. And this is what we see from the Browns every year, year in, year out. They have a couple of games and you think they're going to get some momentum. Oh, they might make the playoffs. They're not. They ran into a buzzsaw. And now they got to regroup. They got these weapons on offense and they don't have the right quarterback. Can't even say it's the O-line. Can't blame the O-line. Because you had time. Time to throw interceptions. Ah, that will. And, man, let's talk about Sunday's game of the week. The Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I know there are some Buccaneer fans out there that was like, yeah, we back in it. We'll see down the line. Defense played great. That was probably by far one of – Aaron Rodgers' worst games of his career. But, you know, it happens as football. You know, that's what they call it any given Sunday. Because any given Sunday, you can have a great game. And any given Sunday, you can have a bad game. Just in most cases, the bad games tend to be for the Jets, Baker Mayfield. I'll even say Phillip Rivers, too even though he played good. I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, he'll recover. He'll bounce back. And even he said in the news conference, he was like, this is something that we needed anyway. We needed a wake-up call. We needed a slap in the face. Because, you know, outside of the locker room, there have been people who believe that they've been, you know, riding this wave so easily but it was a wake-up call Tom Brady played like Tom Brady he had time in the pocket and he was able to do what he needed to do <clears throat> so right now the Chiefs and Bills are playing the Bills just kicked the field goal it's 3-0 right now so which quarterback will have a better bounce back between Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes we all like to believe that Pat Mahomes will make a bounce back because it's Patrick Mahomes. He's a NFL MVP. He's a Super Bowl uh, MVP. He's done this. He's done that in his short three-year career. He just got paid a combined, if it all gets to that, $500 million. You know, let's see what he's going to do. Josh Allen has compared to when he first started to now has is improving. Got to give him credit. Am I sold on him? Not quite. 
but we will see as the game goes on. Um, and let's talk about this Monday night game. We got the Arizona Cardinals. We got the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And my pick, eh, I think I'm going to go roll with the Cardinals. Now, listen, I'm rooting for the Cowboys and all that they do. But Kyler Murray haven't lost in Cowboys Stadium. And unless the Dallas defense shows up like they're supposed to, hey, you never know. They may shut down Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray hasn't lost <laughs> in Dallas, high school or college. And then he got that that bad man in DeAndre Hopkins who catches everything. He'll probably catch the moon if you throw it at him, just how cold he is. I'm excited about that game. Wasn't like last week's um, game with the Saints and I believe it was the Los Angeles Chargers. I honestly didn't watch the game, although it got good toward the end. I didn't even watch it. But this game I will be watching. Not because it's the Cowboys, but because it's it's a good game to watch. Get to see Kyler Murray in prime time. Get to see DeAndre Hopkins back in the spotlight. Not in the Texans uniform, of course. Bad move, but you know, life goes on. And so does football. So, it's going to be a fun game. I'm ready for it. Hope y'all are ready for it. And, you know, we'll we'll see the results and we'll talk about it next week. Now let's switch to college football. And some of these games that you were like, wow, I did not see that coming. And then you're like, it's just an, another day at the office. First game. The number three Georgia Bulldogs against Alabama of Crimson Tide. Um, anybody know what happened to the Georgia's offense? Did anybody find them? Because they did not show up in the second half. Scored 24 points. Nick Saban probably gave one of them good old coaches speeches that have you like, all right, guys, we got to play now. Coaches then then pulled pulled our coattail. Probably said he's not gonna let us in the gym. <laughs> and the defense played lights out. So but it's kind of what we expect. Kind of what we expect. Like, Georgia is only good enough as long as they don't have to play Alabama. But that's what most teams in the SEC. They're good enough unless unless you don't unless you don't have to play Alabama, with exception of LSU, because LSU is not afraid of Alabama. They just haven't had the players to compete against Alabama, but they did last year. So then, um, did not see this coming. Number five Tar Heels lost to the Florida State Seminoles. Now it's no knock on Florida State. They are a have always been a, a blue-collar program. You know, some of the best players have come out of Florida State. 
number one, probably one of my favorite to come out of there was Prime Time, Deion Sanders. So I believe the Seminoles won because of the alumni, uh, alumni was like, you know, do it for the alumni. I don't know. But North Carolina, man, you're the quarterback at North Carolina. You probably need some more receivers because they dropped some crucial passes. They could have given first downs, potential field goal, maybe even a touchdown. Who knows? But drop passes hurt. The rule is if you touch it, you catch it. At least that's what I've been taught. You touch the ball, you catch the ball. Never, you know, got to catch it. So, let's talk about the number one team in the nation who probably going to steamroll steamroll everybody in the uh, college football playoff is the Clemson Tigers. They are, well, outside of Alabama, I'll say, and maybe Ohio State, are playing a man's game with a bunch of boys. Yellow Jackets scored seven points, and that was about it. Clemson scored 73 unanswered points. 73 unanswered points. Because Georgia Tech scored first, and... Quarterback threw a nice little downfield pass. Trevor Lawrence was like, all right, that's cute. Anything you can do, I can definitely do better. And sure enough, he did the exact same thing, only further. And Clemson never looked back. They never looked back. And I was like, oh, they, they won't even let them sniff the red zone again. Like, Clemson decided to not play with these boys because – they know that these sports writers and these commentators are going to come out and be like, well, Clemson's not the team we thought they were. You know, they had struggling with Georgia Tech. Nah, they, 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 they didn't want that kind of – Georgia Tech didn't want that kind of smoke. So then this last game, kind of got a peek at a little bit, was Notre Dame against Louisville. Um, I, I'm sorry. I haven't always been impressed with Notre Dame. Like, they may get in the playoff because they're only in the ACC. And I, I believe they are to play Clemson. Fighting Irish can't give, can't put up 12 points and expect to beat Clemson. It, I mean, it's. Nah, can't. That, you're definitely not going to beat Clemson with 12 points. And they were at home. So we'll see. But to be honest, Notre Dame has never been a team that's, that makes you be like, wow, they got a chance to win it all. Wow, they got a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. They're going to fold. They always do. It's the same thing about Georgia. They're going to fold at some point. So, we'll just wait and see. Give it time. They'll fold. So, also, man, I am excited about the Big Ten finally playing. 
get to see Josh Fields, Ohio State, get to see – I forgot the coach's name. I'll look it up um, at in Minnesota. And, of course, coach at Penn State. Like, I know they, I know they won't have 100% capacity, but the fan base at these colleges is phenomenal. Thanks to COVID, we can't go. Thank you, COVID. COVID's probably saying you're welcome. <sighs> so, speaking of COVID, we're going to shift real quick. Talk about this upcoming presidential debate. Listen, between me and y'all, i probably say maybe 85% of America has already decided who they're going to vote for. This presidential debate is basically to get the last 15% of the people to, to vote either for Biden or 45. It's, that, that's really what it's coming down to. I really don't see any interest in watching it. Um, just bringing it up as a topic of discussion. Don't see how, you know, they're going to sway the 85% who've already d decided who they're going to vote for, regardless of who says what. And it, it, it's amazing how you watch these commercials and they're bashing one another. Oh, well, this person did this, or this person did that. Oh, vote for me because I'll do this, I'll do that. Um, I seen the one for... I believe her name is Nancy Hull. And she was talking about maintaining and building a wall and things like that. And I'm like, why build a wall for people who want a better life? Isn't that what everyone else has been doing? I don't know. That's my opinion on that. But yeah, if you choose to watch a pre presidential debate, go ahead, help yourself. But again, like I said, 85% of Americans already decided who they're going to vote for. And they're not going to be swayed. So, there you have it. Now, the Fall Classic is here. The World Series, which starts tomorrow. We got the Tampa Bay Rays. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the betting odds are saying that the Dodgers are the favorites. But that's not a surprise because... The Dodgers uh, have some top players. And not to say that Tampa Bay doesn't have any players, you know. But, you know, they're not being named or mentioned until, you know, the postseason because that's how you really get noticed. These Some of these big-name players or some of these players that are, are on the scene that play for these teams that you don't hear about much, like just, I'm just saying as an example – like the Oakland A's or like the Tampa Bay Rays, like they don't really have no big name people. Maybe the pitchers in um, Ian Snell, maybe Blake Snell. I'm sorry. And you know, you know certain players or whatever. But the postseason is how you get your name. It's definitely how you get your name. So we'll see. Um. I must take a claim at it and say the Dodgers in six. If it goes seven, Dodgers in seven. 
but I'm gonna give it six games. Um, so we just gotta wait and see. You know, I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's go, Dodgers. If you're a Tampa Bay Ray fan, hey, may the best of luck to you. You just can't win four games. <laughs> All right, let's shift our atmosphere to the NBA. Um, Tyron Lewis, the coach of the Clippers now. And if we get the Tyron Lue that was at Cleveland that got them to the finals and won it, the Clippers might be in good shape. If we get the Tyron, well, I'm not going to say Tyron Lue. If we get Doc Rivers of this pandemic with Kawhi and pandemic Paul, Paul George, eh, LAB going home again. May or maybe not facing the Lakers. Because the Lakers are just going to let a couple of people go and fill in, fill in their needs. But we'll see. I'm, I'm, I believe the Clippers will be the team who we thought they were this past year. Thought they should have beat Denver, but, you know, can't go by analytics. Can't go by what's on paper. Um, then, news that Daryl Morey stepped down. Hmm. Question is, where do the Rockets go from here? I believe, this is just my opinion, so I don't want nobody to get offended that I'm talking about they Rockets. I believe the Rockets should just start over. Get rid of their main players. Yes, that is James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And get some draft picks and start over. Nothing wrong with starting over. Rebuild. But make sure you're making the right deals to put people in place. So in a couple of years, y'all can thrive. But don't, but don't rebuild in a way that you got to wait six, seven, eight years and you're in the lottery trying to put people together. No, do what the Oklahoma City Thunder is about to do. Isn't that amazing how the the Thunder got all these picks for Westbrook and Paul George and Chris Paul had them boys playing. In OKC had them believing that, hey, they can beat any team out there. And if Dort would have pumped fake and let Horton go by, he makes the three. It would have been it would have been the Thunder playing the Lakers in the second round. Like that that is just how easy it could have happened. But you know, it is what it is. Again, people are not gonna agree with it. People are not going to agree with it only because, oh, they should keep him here. But like, what have you done? Like, clearly, clearly, let me ask this question to you Rockets fans. 
What have y'all done since y'all traded Robert Ory, Sam Cassell, Mark Bryan, and Chucky Brown for Charles Barkley in 1995? Two, maybe three Western Conference Finals appearances? What, what have y'all done since? I think that was the craziest move. To trade away four players for one person and you don't even get the same result. No knock on Charles Barkley as a player. No, no knock on him even as a person. As a, as a commentator. But I'm not trading away the, the, the players that, that got me two rings for one person who has no rings. He got a wedding ring, but he didn't deliver. Sorry. So instead of being upset, look at it from the standpoint of you, you're not going to win it now because clearly Denver's on the come up. Utah is on the come up. Golden State will be back. Golden State will be back. I believe that's a good segue to talk about the draft that's coming up. The draft. Who is going to be number one? I know who's not going to be number one, and that's James Wiseman. It's a toss-up between Anthony Edwards out of Georgia and... LaMelo Ball is going to be number one. Now, for Minnesota, they got to decide who's a better fit. Because picking the best player available is not always the, the best option. Got to think about who, who, who is going to be a good fit for your team. Clearly, they don't need a big man because they got Clint Capella and they have Carl Anthony Towns. So clearly they don't need a big man. Would Anthony Edwards be willing to be a two guard? I mean, he can still handle the rock and let D'Angelo go back to the point. Because you have to think about that as well. Um, Got to think about, you know, with D'Angelo Russell being there, him and Carl Anthony Towns, you, they need they need shooters. So Anthony Edwards, if he can, you know, work on a jump shot. Not not saying that he doesn't have one, but get it better. And this is the perfect time to work on your jump shot, work on your handles, work on a lot of things during the pandemic. Like this is the perfect time to work on all that you need. So that way, when you when you if you get a chance to be scouted. Hey, they, they see that you're ready. This is a perfect time for any professional athlete, well, not even say professional, amateur athletes that are that are wanting to pursue to play professionally. This is a perfect time to work on your craft like never before. Shoot, if I was 14, 15, and let's say basketball. Is, my, is the sport I want to pursue. I'm working on my jump shot. I'm working on my handles. I'm watching tape, game film on players that I, I believe that I would play like. 
or that my game is similar to, stuff like that. Football, definitely working on your footwork. Working on, if you're a receiver, working on catching the ball. If you're a linebacker, working on reading what the offense is doing, even as a quarterback, reading defensive coverages, where the sweet spot might be in different zones or even in man coverage, like, you know, things like that. Shoot, even baseball, going to the batting cage, working on fly balls, ground balls, you know, things like that. Soccer, kicking, footwork. You know, it's, it's a lot of stuff amateur athletes can do during this time during the pandemic. And I hope that the players that are coming up for this draft, this NBA draft, are doing the same thing. Uh, this is the time to do it. You know, yes, have your meetings, have your, you know, do, do all that you need to do. But, you know, get, get, get ready because it's coming. And... Don't know when the NBA is going to start, per se. They're talking about beginning of 2021. Who knows? I believe they should wait till after the Olympics when they start in 2021. and just Or wait till October. I know that's a long layoff. Or even, even, even start the season a little earlier. Maybe have... Maybe have... The season, maybe have preseason games in August and the season start in September. Or September had a season start at the beginning of October. So, you know, things like that, you know, I don't have a problem with waiting. I mean, they've been showing highlight games all, all year since the pandemic up until the season started anyway. So we're not going to miss it that much. But, you know. Just got to wait and see. So, we're going to shift again. I like saying the word shift. So, let me know who y'all think is number one. I think it's probably going to be Anthony Edwards. I believe he would be a better fit than LaMelo Ball. Because LaMelo Ball, just like D'Angelo Russell, needs the ball in his hand. So, let's switch to boxing. Yeesh. The Lomachenko Teofimo Lopez fight was was a good one. I'll say that it was a good one. And I didn't agree with the judge's decision. The scorecard was a little finicky. Um, I thought it was even all the way through, and then Lopez, you know, let his hands go in the twelfth. Like I believe, not saying it should have been a split decision. I believe Lopez still won. But I think the, the scorecard shouldn't have been that much by a landslide. And, man, I never really get into the undercards like that because I'm always looking to watch the main event. But this kid, Ed, Edgar Berlanga, got punching power for days. Literally. Punching power for days. He's a junior welterweight on the come up. If you haven't seen him, you watch him. He's going to be good of the future. Also, um, shout out to Quentin Randall. 
Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch him, you can probably watch him on ESPN. Probably watch him on ESPN app and check him out. Um, he has a story to tell. And I'm going to make sure that I follow him as far as his boxing career goes from this point on. Um, again, I don't want to put his business in the street. I'll, you know, if you watch it, you know, they talk about it on there. But I'm not going to, you know, say what, what's happened, what's going on with him. But I believe he's going to come up as well. He's a little bit older than most of the young boxers that are coming up. But I believe he, he, he'll be a good, good fit in boxing. I really like him. Also, Terrence Crawford versus Kell Brook. Who you got? I had I had never seen Kell Brook fight. And I see that he had fought Errol Spence and Triple G and lost both of those. So Terrence Bud Crawford is my pick. And I'm I'm even going to say Terrence Crawford knocks him out. If if it goes the distance, great. It's good for boxing. However, I see Terrence Crawford knocking him out. I mean, Kill Brook is a he's a good boxer. I just don't see him beating Terrence Crawford. So it should be interesting. So real quick before I get to my final thoughts, um a subject that I didn't discuss with my wife to talk about, so I don't know how it's going to be handled or how it's going to be taken. Uh, but let's talk about white privilege. Don't get quiet on me, y'all. So, white privilege, what is it? It's being able to do, it's being able to have the opportunity to do something or to be given the opportunity because of your skin color. That's basically what it is. You know, you may not even be qualified to do something, but because you're white, you get it. And I used to be under the impression that, like, are you serious? Like, you don't know that you you getting this job or you're able to do this because you're white? No. There there are actually some that, that has never been around different ethnic backgrounds to even know that they're privileged. And I get that. So I don't take I don't take it away from from those white people. It's the ones that feel like they can flex their figurative muscles to get what they want and and everybody's supposed to be okay with it. Again, I believe there's some people that work hard for to get to where they are. Don't take that away from them. However, if a boss or a CEO can look at your name and determine if you're black or white and because they believe that you're white, oh, this person's going to get the job because of that. 
I don't think that's fair. And it goes on in every avenue of, of life, whether it's a job, whether it's professional sports, the military. It, it happens. Um, um, I believe that there are some people when I was in the military that they got awards just because they're white. I mean, it didn't change my mind on how I felt about it one way or another, but I'm just like, oh. So, so that's, how, that's, that's how you have to finesse the system. Again, me personally, I do not have anything against white people. I really don't. I, I, have, a, I have enough problems. Well, I'm not going to say problems, but I have enough to deal with with my own family. Not saying that I have a bad family, just saying I have enough to deal with on my own that I should, I don't have time to be worried about what others are doing or what other it, others are getting away with and things like that. Just don't have time for it. But I also want to be able to talk about things that some people don't want to talk about. A lot of people don't want to talk about racial injustice, but it needs to be discussed. We need to have adult conversations about the, being able to understand why Kaepernick was kneeling or why people put their fist up or why people choose to, to do this and do that, you know, instead of, you know, trying to be upset or talking about a subject that makes you feel uncomfortable makes you part of the problem because you have to have these conversations in order to understand. Give you an example. Um, Again, because I'm a Christian and I, you know, when I have conversations with people, I have to be able to understand where they're coming from in order to understand who they are. So although the Bible talks about, you know, being a homosexual, lesbian, or anything, part of the alphabet community, things like that, it's in sin and it's abomination. However, I don't go around bashing them talking down on them as if they're nobody. They're human as well. And because I don't agree with their lifestyle doesn't mean I have to hate them. So, but when you have conversations with them, you never know unless you talk to them and they just have conversations. Sometimes they just need people to listen to the fact that they were molested as children. And no one says anything about that. So, because a young woman was molested as a little girl. She has no trust in men whatsoever. Now, that doesn't make it okay. Or, yeah, I'll take it back. That doesn't make it okay. But if that's her, his or her experience, you know, you can't fault them for it. All we can do is as Christians, is to be a light into their dark world and to let them know that, hey, you can't have better. Yeah, there may be some troubling times, there may be some struggles, but you can get through. So, my white people out there, don't be afraid to have these uncomfortable conversations because you think that it bothers you to talk about things that are happening in the world today. Children are still getting molested. 
And these pedophiles want a, want a sexual orientation. Why? Because you nasty? No, you don't get no sexual orientation. But, you know, I, I, I try to abide by the rules of the law, of the law of the land, but my ultimate judge is, is God. And that's how it is. And that's how it's always going to be. Can't be deterred from it. Can't change my mind. He's got me through so many things that, hey, why, why, why would I try something else? Why would I believe in something else? I know that's a touchy subject for some people to talk about white privilege, to talk to white people about white privilege, as well as talking to them about racial injustice or police brutality. It's always, uh, well, what were they doing there? Or why were they doing what they were doing? What do you mean? Like, you mean to tell me I can't go out and go to the grocery store and buy something for my family without getting pulled over or I can't drive in a nice car like as if I can't afford it? That's not, no, that's not fair. We all, it's, this is supposed to be the land of opportunity. We all have an opportunity to drive what we drive, live where we live, eat what we eat, you know, do things that everybody else should be allowed to do. So, this last thing, um, how many of y'all into fantasy football? I just started this year playing fantasy football, and it's like you have to constantly pay attention to who's playing who and figure out, okay, who, who, who's doing their homework because it's, it's not a struggle, but it is definitely interesting to see Week to week, okay, who who you gonna play? I even have to ask some of my my football guys, man. Should I start this person? Should I sit this person? I don't know, you know. And I I, I listen, and I try to go with my gut. And even though they lost yesterday, Cam Newton got me almost twenty points. So, and I started him over Big Ben, which worked out. In my favor. So yeah. It was. Very. Very interesting. Week to week. It's very interesting week to week. So. Here's my final thoughts. Um, Tell you a little bit. Last week. um, Lost a church member from my old church I used to go to church with and a classmate in high school. Both died from different reasons, but it really got me thinking that we all need to love on each other while we are still alive and well. We need to show love towards one another while we're still alive and well. Somebody's birthday coming up, let's let's carefully let's show up and show out. Um, there, I mean, obviously everybody's doing Zoom, um, and things like that. Also, there's this thing called vid hug. You can pull up and you could send a video telling somebody happy birthday. We appreciate you and things like that. And share it with that person on the day of their birthday. Like, plan ahead 
and things like that. So love, love on one another while you still have time. While we're all still here battling this pandemic. And there are a lot of people that are going through it. Doesn't matter if you're in America, North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Antarctica. I don't know if anybody's there, but who knows? Australia. Everybody's dealing with the pandemic and everybody's handling it, handling it differently. So while we have the time, while we still breathing, love on one love on one another. Take time to be like, man, I appreciate you. It don't, it don't matter if they just open the door for you. Just say, hey, I appreciate you. And in time I see a police officer, I will tell them, thank you for your service. Don't know if they're a good cop or a bad cop. That's not for me to decide. But I let them know, hey, thank you for your service. I mean, they don't even know that I was in the military or not, but that's not the point. The point is to let them know, hey, I appreciate you. So if y'all are listening and y'all hear this, just know that I appreciate all that y'all do, whether you're a nurse, police officer, firefighter, um, CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or running these fast food joints. Yes, I said joints. I can't say that's a Southern thing. It's a cultural thing. So I appreciate all that y'all do. Also, the music you heard... When the, when the podcast started was Free by Derek Minor. Free by Derek Minor. That's the name of the song. Check it out on YouTube or any of the music stores y'all have, man. This is your boy Daedron, Couch Potato Podcast. And I will see y'all next week. Peace.